Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sachs's Essay Today podcast. My name is Michelle Botcher, and I'm an associate professor at Clemson University. I'm also your host for this program. Our guest today is Dr. Andrew Marion at Millsaps College. We're going to talk with him about his unique role at Millsaps and how he works to connect student affairs and teaching. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. If you wouldn't mind, let's start and have you introduce yourself. But if you could talk about who you are outside of work, what are your hobbies? What things are you reading, watching, listening to? Whatever you would like people to know about you. Sure. Um, Well, my name's Andrew Marion. I live here in the Jackson, Mississippi area, Um, work at Millsabs College. As far as what I do outside of side of work. I have young children. Um, They take up most of my time. So they're 14 month old twins, a boy and a girl. So as much as I'd like to go on about all of my interesting hobbies and the things I'm doing, I I actually get a lot of joy just out of spending quiet time with them when they are quiet, of course. (laughs) Um, But, you know, outside of that, I, I enjoy kind of getting outside as much as I can and and taking advantage of the relatively good weather we have in Mississippi most of the time, unless it's not uh, too hot or too rainy, but um, spending a lot of time with family, um, trying to do things out and about in and around Jackson, um, which is a pretty exciting place to to live and, and raise a family. Wonderful. Yeah, you you aren't the boss of your time, I'm guessing, right now. There are other people telling you what your time is going to look like, huh? Oh, absolutely. Um, everything revolves around eating and sleeping schedules. But I suppose the same is for me. I'm just much older. <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, we, uh, I, I'm interested in your current role. But before we go there, we always talk about how small higher ed can be, and especially when you start to get into this, the realm of student affairs. So in an effort to help people understand ways we're all potentially connected, could you talk a little bit about some of the people who've been instrumental in your experience so far? And that can be undergrad, grad school, um, somebody else who's had an influence in your life. And again, it's a chance for our listeners to learn just a little bit about where their experiences might intersect with yours. Sure. I've definitely benefited from having people around me at all levels of my education and professional experience that that advocated for me, provided strong advice and helped steer me in the right direction so that I could accomplish what I wanted to do personally. So I'm an alum of Millsaps. So Mm -hmm. for me, it, it all really began with my faculty and the staff that work closely with me, many of whom I now work with as a, as a colleague. Um, so professors in the history department, um, which would include Bill Story, Stephanie Rolfe, um, Bob McElvain, as well as um, staff in the student affairs office. Um, our Dean of Students, Megan James, was here um, when I was an undergraduate. I worked for her um, for one year after I graduated from Millsaps, and that experience pushed me into to graduate school to the University of Pennsylvania, where I entered the the higher ed master's program, and I had 
a great opportunity to to take classes with um, excellent scholars in the field, um, including Sean Harper, um, Mary Beth Gassman, and um, Ross Akins. And during that experience, you know, I I appreciated and, and wanted to continue with my higher ed work, but I also really valued the the small college experience, and I wanted to maximize my opportunities at at small liberal arts colleges. So that's what set me off on deciding I needed a terminal degree, but something that was not higher ed. Um, so I returned to my undergraduate major in history and started at the University of Mississippi, um, where I immediately was able to bridge my two interests of, of higher ed work, or rather staff work and history. And, and I started working and doing research for the University of Mississippi Slavery Research Group, studying the, the institution's um, relationship um, to slavery and the ways in which um, the institution of slavery shaped really most of the University of Mississippi's history. Um, now, my own dissertation research um, is exists outside of, of kind of the university history, um, but having that experience of being able to work with faculty across the University of Mississippi's campus, as well as higher ed faculty, um, Amy Wells Dolan comes to mind. Um, I was able to kind of see how I could bridge those interests, that I can look at issues from the perspective of a student life staff person and from the perspective of a historian, um, which I would argue um, the, the critical thinking skills of a historian help teach empathy. And empathy is what, as student affairs professionals, we have to extend to our students. And part of that is understanding context which is also a historical thinking skill of, of trying to learn about the context surrounding any issue, any idea. Um, and for me, part of that, especially at Millsaps, is understanding that Millsaps in 2023 is very different than Millsaps in 2013 when I graduated as an undergrad. Um, there may be some similarities, some common experiences, common ideas, definitely some common people. Um, but doing what I can to learn as much context about the student experience, as well as all of the background information allows me to use my skills as a historian and incorporate it into my student affairs work. So, and thanks for sort of explaining the path. Um, we all have our unique paths to where we are today, but your role is a little bit different than what we think of as very traditional student affairs roles. So can you talk a little bit more about the position that you're in now? And if there are other things you want to add about your, your journey into that position, that would be great. Sure. Um, I returned to Millsaps in June, 2022. I decided um, in the final stages of my dissertation process that I wanted to begin looking for jobs before I defended the dissertation and completed the degree. Um, I could see the writing on the wall with especially the discipline of history and um, the amount of, the, the high number of 
history graduates who have to work in adjunct roles or other roles. And, and honestly, I wanted a bit more security and permanence. Mm -hmm. And I knew going into that program that I would probably need to leverage my higher ed degree and my professional experience and in student affairs work um, to hopefully find an opportunity where I could get a position where I could use as many of my skills and credentials as possible. So when I started at Millsaps, my role was exclusively in student life um, as the associate director for student engagement. And what that included at the time was oversight of our fraternities and sororities, all student organizations, as well as uh, new student orientation programs. Um, so I went through the 2022-2023 academic year focused solely on student life while completing my dissertation remotely um, mm -hmm. in here in Jackson rather than in Oxford. And I completed that degree uh, in August. And last spring, there was an opportunity with the history department here at Millsaps um, to teach two courses in the fall, two courses in the spring as a visiting teaching fellow. Um, so essentially what I did is I, um, I applied for that job and, and also talked with my colleagues in student life and around the college about trying to find a way where I could maintain some of my student life responsibilities while also taking on this teaching fellow role. And um, I feel very lucky that, that they were supportive of that. So essentially what I did was I continued or I am continuing with the oversight of the fraternities and sororities on campus. And my other student life responsibilities have been shifted around to other members of the student life team. So I still participate in student life staff meetings. I'm not in that space as much during the week as I am technically right now a, a full-time instructor mm -hmm. as the teaching fellow. But um, what that allows me to do is to interact with a lot of our first-year students in a few different ways than I had in, in the past, particularly because of the courses I'm currently teaching. So um, most of my students are first-year students, so that helps me, and I'd like to think it helps them as well get connected with some of the other resources on campus, because we know that students who get involved students who are seeking out the resources in a student life office or academic resources, they're in a better position to succeed um, academically, socially, and to remain at Millsaps and, and really thrive in the way that, that we want them to. So, you know, there's this sort of narrative about faculty that Sometimes we can think our class is the only thing that students have, or it's the most important thing. And your insight in particular, like working with fraternity and sorority life, you know all of the commitments and obligations and um, interests that students have holistically about their college experience. Um, I'm guessing you're not one of those faculty who shows up and assumes this is the most important thing on students' docket. So 
how do you bridge that academic and um and more holistic outside of the curriculum extracurricular i guess engagement for students i think for me the most important thing is, is to meet them where they are mm. on on the first day of class in both of my courses i do a lot of in class writing and and for the first day of class i ask them why are you at millsaps Why'd you choose Millsaps? And a lot of them talk about our, our very strong academic programs, our um, instructor to student ratios, our experiential learning. A lot of them also talked about that and wrote about that they want a small school atmosphere because they can get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a significant number of our students are division three athletes. So a lot of students come to Millsaps because they get an opportunity to play football or baseball or soccer or volleyball or golf, um, as well as other sports. Um, And that then becomes an opportunity for them to be in an academically rigorous environment while getting the kinds of involvement and leadership opportunities that might would be more difficult for them to access at a larger institution. So our students are incredibly involved at Millsaps. That's something that I tried to do when I was a student, and I encourage all of our students now to get involved. So much so that sometimes the best advice as a student affairs staff person or as a faculty member is to tell a student, you're already doing enough. You don't have to add more. Um, But our students end up being so high achieving in so many different ways, and, and, and it it helps them bridge all of their experiences as well. So I'll give you an example. Um, We have um, four sororities on campus um, that are are currently active. The chapter presidents for all of them are division three athletes. Wow. So they are managing their practice and game schedules their own organization and all of the events and opportunities that they offer their members there, while also being some of our highest achieving academic students. They're being inducted into honoraries. They're getting out in the community. They're having internship. They're studying abroad. And especially by the time those students are juniors and seniors, they know that they probably would not have had a similar experience if they would have gone to a larger institution, say in the South, but they they came to Millsaps and they took advantage of the opportunities as, as as quickly as they could, while also having the support from from faculty who were very encouraging of students getting involved on campus and student life staff, other staff around campus who are saying, if you want to get the most out of your experience at Millsaps, you're going to do more than just study. You're also going to do more than just play your sport or be involved in your activity that to get to get the fullest experience at a place like Millsaps, you're going to try to do many different things. And everyone at the college, staff, faculty, others, even other students are going to support you in that because it's all part of our collective experience as a campus community. So you you really do have a unique set of um, experiences when it comes to engaging with students. So you're you're an alum, 
you have worked on the student affairs side, the student support side, and now as a faculty member, how do you see yourself bringing those things together to support students? Are there um, stories you draw upon or, um, and, and to your point, you know, it, it is a different campus than when you were there. And you do have some insight that somebody coming from another institution that isn't familiar would not have. So how do you use those assets in your work, whether it's in the classroom or outside engaging with students? That's a great question. I, I try to use my understanding of the, the college's history as judiciously as possible. So I do frequently tell my tell the students, you know, this reminds me of something I know that happened at this one point, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's completely relevant, but there's still lessons we can learn from that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I also benefit from the fact that um, my father was an alum and there's a 30 year difference between he and I. So part of what I can um, do with the students is help them understand that one of the benefits of a, a small liberal arts college like this is even the connections among alums are pretty close that, that you can end up reaching people from entirely different generations um, pretty easily uh, at Millsaps through your kind of affinity groups or whatever groups you get involved with on campus. But as far as trying to bring all that together, um, I think the most important thing for a student life staff person or, or a faculty member, or really anybody, who's on a college campus is to understand that it, and it does kind of sound cliche, but it really is about the students. Um, their experience is far more important than really anything else. Um, Cause I already was a student. I, I don't need to do that again. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to do that again. Um, but I also know that they, that when I was a student, that there were so many people who were supportive of me, whether they be faculty or staff or, or someone else on campus, because they made it clear to me that the experience I had was the most important, important part of this for them and for the college as a whole, um, that all of us have to work together so that the current students and future students are able to access all of the same opportunities to be able to accomplish all of the same things or similar things as previous generations of students. Um, so part of that is for me, understanding that these students had other options um, for where they wanted to go to school. They chose Millsaps for specific reasons, a lot of them because of they, they wanted that small campus environment. So how do we amplify those opportunities? How do we expand on them? How do we make them more accessible for more students? How do we make sure that, that our campus continues to evolve and change with the changing needs of our students? These are kind of constant questions that I think whether you're a faculty member or a staff member, you're constantly thinking about. Um, things can't stay static. They, they have to evolve and change as the needs of our students change. And I, I think especially in these last few years with things like COVID and how much that has been a challenge on our students and the way that any institution would operate, 
we have to think on our feet. We have to be creative. Um, we have to think about new opportunities and, and new initiatives that can continue um, innovating our current programs and, and meeting the students where they are. Right. What do you find most challenging and most rewarding about your work right now? I think most challenging right now is related to some degree to COVID. Um, I'm still seeing that for especially our seniors now, and even some juniors, their college experience was profoundly impacted by COVID, as well as their high school experience for the, the students coming in now. So for many of them, there was this period of time where they had to operate in such a different mode, obviously. And from the student affairs side, with advising fraternities and sororities, they were doing things like facilitating recruitment online. Um, that's really difficult. Um, it's obviously not preferable. They did what they had to do, but now they're in a position where they are trying to facilitate in-person recruitment. So for many of them, it takes a bit longer to teach them some of the basics that in a lot of other cases, it would be kind of institutional knowledge within their own groups. Mm -hmm. So a challenge being that it's not necessarily that we're in some ways starting from scratch, but, but maybe point A to point B seems a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. It seems like maybe there's a few more roadblocks in the way that we're having to fill in a few more gaps, but we, we are decreasing those gaps as best as we can mm -hmm. and, and trying to spend more time not getting into the weeds, but but talking about bigger ideas and and helping the students understand we do things this way because they matter because of these ways. Um, and I think with these newer classes, that challenge will become a little bit easier for us to to navigate and will involve someone like me um, that I may have had a bit more of a hand on certain things to make sure the implementation of, of those things was correct and going the way it was supposed to, but also now trying to give them more and more tools, more and more instructions so that the students can take more ownership of the implementation of certain programs. Um, so in some ways, kind of giving them more control while also communicating our expectations. And to some degree, that's also the, the most rewarding. Uh, we always love the good light bulb moment, whether that be in the classroom or in a meeting with a student group. Um, and those can be very validating as either an instructor or as a staff person when you can see the change over time in the students. Um, as an instructor, I, I try to really emphasize to the students that it's okay to, to struggle, that that's part of the learning process. And I would much rather see consistent change over time, improvement over time, than inconsistency. Mm -hmm. That um, 
if a student struggles with a concept, we can work through it. If a student is struggling with their writing, I can provide more tools and resources, point them in the right directions. And that by the end of the course, or maybe even by the end of two courses, the end of an academic year, they've demonstrated their own improvement and that gives them confidence. The same can be said from the student affairs side with students taking on programs they wanna implement on campus. Um, sometimes they don't necessarily have fully formed ideas and we're there to support them, give them the resources they need. And when the event succeeds, they feel validated, they feel more comfortable, and then they can implement a similar program easier, more efficiently, as well as help others. Um, so in some ways, success for the students builds on itself. Um, and that's what I think in student affairs, we, we try to encourage as much as we can is how do we build upon success um, and make sure that there is positive momentum going forward for whether it be an individual student or a student group. Well, as you think about positive momentum going forward, what are some goals that you have for the upcoming year, whether those are academic or student affairs or some other aspect of your work? For my teaching, um, I'd like to incorporate more experiential learning and engagement opportunities for my for my students uh, with with this semester and I'm, I'm teaching a, a u.s history to 1877 so to the end of reconstruction and then a first year writing course and in the spring i'll, I'll be teaching U.S. history since 1877 and an additional course. And with a semester under my belt at Millsaps as an instructor, I hope that in the spring I, I can um, use more campus resources as well as um, opportunities in the community to get students a bit more engaged. Um, in Jackson, we have excellent museums, in, including Civil Rights Museum, a Mississippi History Museum. I, I can do more with my students in those spaces. Um, as well as existing programs on campus, I can work on getting them more engaged um, as best as I can. With my student life work, with the fraternities and sororities, we're, we're pushing for them to take a bit more ownership over articulating their standard, standards of excellence and own community values. So we're, we're doing our best to kind of guide the students toward um, them taking more um, ownership of those values and, and to also encouraging them to up, you know, uphold those values, but it, to exemplify them in more ways. So for them, that may mean more educational programming, more community engagement events, more collaborative events among our different councils, um, and I think we have pretty good momentum going forward with that. We we have some very passionate and devoted student leaders. And, you know, part of that goal for me is how do I harness that energy and and um and also spread that to the other students, the other groups, and and to get every every group or as many groups as I can onto the same page so that they can start working together more and and putting on some programs for, for all of our campus community.
You talked about what you're teaching this year, and I just had a conversation last week with a colleague, and every time I teach something for the first time, I try to afford myself some grace because I'm I'm learning it as I'm teaching it a lot of times, or relearning it, or learning it in a new context. Um, so all the luck as you prepare your courses and, and execute those. Is there something that you would really like to teach in the future? Is there a particular course or topic that you haven't had a chance to explore yet that you're like, wow, I really someday, and maybe it's a course you want to create, but I'm just curious about your, your interests. That's a great question. Um, to some degree, the first year writing course I'm, I'm teaching this semester, um, I was given, and all of the instructors for this course, it's, it's a multi-section course taught by many faculty. All first-year students are required to take it. And the the goals of the course are, are similar for, for all the, the sections, the intended outcomes, um, teaching, writing, research papers, source analysis. Um, but given a lot of freedom to choose the topic, as long as it's history-related and, and a humanity, uh, within the humanities, I decided because I didn't have much time uh, to work on it that I would base my course off of the honors project I wrote as an undergraduate. So my first year writing course this semester is on Bob Dylan in American history. Wow. Okay. So um, I got the opportunity to you know, create this this syllabus exposing students to. I mean, I would argue one of. America's most important cultural figures of the last 60 years or so, and um, being able to also use that to help the students learn more about writing and the certain process of, of writing, understanding that um, hopefully they would enjoy listening to some of this music and, and learning more about the historical context around it. And the, the course is going really well so far. And part of that is because within this small course, none of them really knew anything about Bob Dylan, or at least that's what what I figured out pretty quickly after conversations with them. Now, obviously, I think they probably knew more than they were letting on because they just weren't familiar with how um, influential someone like Bob Dylan has been on American music and, and culture and history. But they're all approaching it the the topic and the content and and the writing as this is being this is very new to them and so i get to watch them kind of explore and get interested in um you know a peculiar historical figure um yeah, is is a good way for me to put it i think and um i think it's been very good for them working through their their writing ability as well um, so part of that is me structuring time in each course meeting where we just sit and write. I, I give them something and said, we're going to sit and write 300 words about this. Mm -hmm. Um, listen to this song, look at these lyrics, think about the historical context and we're going to write. And typically I write alongside them so that I can show them that, um, I also struggle sometimes with, with writing like any academics should admit, even though maybe they wouldn't, um, that sometimes I'm, I can mess up my tenses. I can be 
shifting things in the wrong way. My grammar can sometimes be bad, but the writing is a process that we all have to improve over time. Um, as far as other courses in the future, um, I'd like to find ways to um, integrate as much local and Mississippi history into my courses as possible. I'm not necessarily um, certain of kind of what that would look like. There, there are already some existing offerings in, in the history department that, that would give me those opportunities, but ways that we can connect our students to what's going on in Jackson and, and in Mississippi and how we can relate some of those themes, some of those changes, some of those contentious issues, how those are related to things going on in America and the rest of the world. Um, Mississippi is a fascinating place. Um, and having students being able to study here in the capital city um, is, is a great opportunity for them as well as instructors so that we can um, take advantage of as many of those opportunities, engage learning and experiential learning as possible. Great. Um, my undergrad is in history. So as I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, oh, I would like to take that class or it's, it's all relevant. You know, it doesn't, um, as much as people think it's in the past, it's, vibrant in the present as well so well as we start to wrap up is there something else I should have asked or something else you would like to talk about that I haven't asked you about I think we covered a lot of good ground I, my role is in in some ways a bit rare um Oftentimes I'm asked, which do I really want to do, student mm -hmm. affairs or faculty? My most honest answer is, is both, um, which is difficult. Um, luckily, I'm at a small liberal arts college. And for me, um, as, as much as the larger institutions provide so many opportunities, produce so much research um, for students. My own personal opinion on it is that small liberal arts colleges like Millsaps are providing students with experiences that are really unmatched. Um, Millsaps in particular is a fascinating place. Um, that we are able to meet so many student needs and we're able to get the students the resources they need very quickly. Um, I've been very lucky to attend three different institutions and be familiar with, with many others. And a lot of people often ask me um, why I came back to Millsaps um, and obviously there's an emotional connection being an alum, being, um, the son of an alum as well, but I wouldn't have just come back, uh, if I didn't fully believe in the place. Mm -hmm. Um, there's something special about these small liberal arts colleges. Uh, it, it's, it's the case at many of them that, um, 
the student opportunities make the experience something that that bridges that gap between academics and professional interests and personal interests. And our students can leave Millsaps knowing they had an incredibly academically rigorous program that exposed them to topics all across the liberal arts. And they're going to have these involvement and leadership opportunities that far outpace many of their peers at other institutions. So they are more prepared in many ways for entering the workforce, entering graduate school than many of their peers, especially if they're in the capital city like we are. We're across the street from the medical center. So wow. we have a lot of students that they will leave Millsaps and they will go directly across the street. Um, there's a law school in downtown Jackson. Um, so our, and there are accounting firms, other businesses that work closely with Millsaps, um, community organizations, um, vibrant religious life that many of our students who come to Millsaps because of their affiliation with the Methodist church can, can reach out to those organizations. And I just, I often feel very grateful that I ended up finding this place as an undergraduate and that I was lucky enough to return um, because it, in, in many ways, I think that as higher education shifts going forward, um, that can go in a lot of different ways, whether that's more impersonal, uh, more detached, whether it be through online learning or, or other opportunities, which are good in many ways for many different students. Mm -hmm. um, but the experiences at, at places like Millsaps and small liberal arts colleges, I think the, the value of them will continue to be apparent even more so um, as higher education changes and the needs of students shift. Yeah. So one last question for you. What's something that's bringing you hope right now? Hmm. Um, outside of work, uh, I guess two part to this outside of work, my children bring me a lot of hope, um, which I think would be the case for most people. But um, like anyone working as in, in higher ed or in most occupations, some days are pretty long. Um, some days you deal with a lot of difficult subjects, um, difficult topics. My children are typically smiling, though, when I get home. And that brings me a lot of hope. Um, outside of that, in my work, the students I interact with, by and large, are incredibly dedicated, compassionate, and empathetic people. Um, this year at Millsaps, we extended our Welcome Week programming to an entire week. And we organized it around our college's values. And they include integrity, service, empathy, justice, and joy. Um, and we had activities all week 
that help students experience the, those values so that they can continue on with them through their four years at, at, at Millsaps. And these students really em embrace those and they, they think about some of these values very deeply. And it, it provides hope because they can slow down and reflect on what is empathy, what is integrity, um, why do we do service, how do we seek justice and advocate for justice, all while understanding they're in college, they need to experience joy. Um, that brings me a lot of hope that, especially at our institution, we can align our programming with, with values that in my mind, and even with my own understanding of history, um, should remain pretty constant, and that those values will remain relevant generations on from now. Um, were relevant when I was a student, and they're relevant now, and they'll continue to be relevant. And it helps us, um, it helps guide us as a, a campus, whether we be faculty, staff, and even the students, we all want what's best for each other. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that the community atmosphere fosters and, and, and that gives me hope. Yeah. Yeah, when you were listening those, they sound familiar, but joy, joy is not embedded in institutional culture very often. So I love that that's part of what you, foster for your students for yourselves as faculty and staff that's um too easily overlooked i worry sometimes so well thank you again i appreciate you taking time there's i just have decided there's no slow time it's just different <laughs> kinds of busy depending on what time of year um but i i appreciate you joining us and i wish you all the best as the year unfolds Thank you. Thank you. I was happy to talk with you. Absolutely. Today's Essay Today podcast is brought to you by SAXA, and we thank them for their support. And finally, I'd like to leave you with a quote, and this is from Doris Lessing. That is what learning is. You suddenly understand something you've understood all your life, but in a new way. My name is Michelle Botcher, and it has been a pleasure to host this episode. Have a beautiful day.